two, one. Hey shorties, welcome back to the Short Asian Girls podcast where we talk about everything Asian from a five feet point of view. This podcast is about music, fashion, food, achievement, and of course just being short. Now again and again, we may not be ABGs, but we sure are SAGs and we will talk about everything and anything related to it. And I'm like some of our episodes we yep. do have a very very special mm-hmm. guest special guest today mr honore mr. Honore. Hey, hey, hey. what's so up ladies we'll have you introduce, introduce yourself. yourself oh okay well yeah. okay well my name is honore i'm an r&b singer songwriter producer mm-hmm. from los angeles and i'm happy to be a part here as a guest on your thank podcast. you for being on the podcast yes so um i guess just since you just introduced yourself you want to tell everyone about like what you do in the industry anything that you want to plug oh thank you um yeah well i'm a professional um singer songwriter and producer mm-hmm. I, I create pretty much all of my music right write and produce it and r&b is pretty much my forte yeah. i'm known for that as much uh throughout the industry and uh i love it yeah and then um, how long have you been in this industry or like just how, how long have you been doing it? Um, I've been in this industry since like last week. You know, I just started. <laughs> this, is like, this is like five somebody, days ago. Somebody pulled, I was on the corner of, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, uh, professionally, uh, I've been doing it for like eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I've always been singing since I was a kid. Um, it's always been a passion. Yeah. Well, it, it was just a hobby. It was just something uh-huh. fun to do. And when I say professionally, you know, that's like when you're just strictly doing it. You're getting paid for, mm-hmm. for your work. So I've been blessed to have a really cool career thus far. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm happy to really be here and just like chop it up with you ladies. How it, has the journey been yeah. getting to where you are now versus like before? It's the inter- entertainment business is always challenging, you know, mm-hmm. acting, singing, you know, it doesn't really matter. But um, I think for me, just being persistent. And, mm-hmm. and like hitting that wall so many times and being able to like shake it off and get back up mm-hmm. to try to figure it out because yeah. in this in this industry you you need to find your niche mm-hmm. um, and I feel so far that my niche is where I'm at right now like mm-hmm. just being me authentically me um, creating the type of music um, along with my branding and everything that I am passionate about is yeah. very important what honestly made you since you mentioned before that it was kind of just like a hobby before what made you kind of decide like hey i'm a i want i want to do this as a career the money the mo- <laughs> as it the always money. is no, the money <laughs> no um no i'm joking um i i just feel like as you evolve in life uh-huh. and, and you you find something that you're really really passionate mm-hmm. about and it just moves you and i felt that music was a great way for me to communicate yeah to whoever was listening, whether it was like five people or 500 or 5,000. Exactly. So it just really snapped in my head, like, I really want to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it, mm-hmm. but I really would like to do this as a career. Did you like, um, I guess like, because everyone kind of gets into like the music industry differently. There's some people who did it while they were still young, like, whereas for you, you chose it on like later on. Did you like learn it in school, like the production side? The writing side, or did you kind of just like learn it all on your own the moment you decided that I was like, hey, I want to do this? It was a collection of, of all of that. I, mm-hmm. I grew up here in, in Los Angeles mm-hmm. and um, I was pretty blessed to be in um, arenas where, where there's like legends of like really cool people. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know who, knew who they were. Yeah. Um, 
But um, I have a, a, a wonderful mentor. His name is Mike C. Mm-hmm. And he is a very famous uh, producer. And he's worked with like the legends of like yeah. Babyface and Blackstreet, all the 90s cool people. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm that little kid <laughs> hanging around. And um, I had auditioned for a, a boy band. Um, and I got the part. But uh, I just was just kind of in the studio a lot. Mm-hmm. After everybody would leave and be like, we're going to go to the club and we're going to do this. Or it wasn't hang out. your scene. And that, I was just too shy for that. Mm-hmm. So I was the kind of kid who kind of stayed in the studio yeah. and just asked questions like, what, do, what does all this do and how mm-hmm. do you create this? And Mike C really kind of took me under um, his wing and showed me production and how to pr- uh, record properly. And, mm-hmm. to, and he would like give me tracks. He was like, write to that. Because mm-hmm. that was my way of communicating, was writing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really like a popular person or very outgoing personality. Yeah. And I was pretty reserved. And But through that, I started to write and like creating my songs. Mm-hmm. And to see it, it turn into fruition like a really full-fledged song, it was, yeah. it was really dope. So I, I owe it all to him. And then um, I guess I know that you really look up to Prince. Yes. you. I know, I believe you call yourself like the... What do you call it? A student of Prince. Yes. Because I watched some of your other interviews, the podcast, or like whatever is like a written interview, and also mm-hmm. your latest album, Purple. Yes. So, who else do you look up to that kind of helped spark that musical um, interest? Other, th- other than Prince, obviously. <laughs> um, well, since R&B is mm-hmm. my favorite type of music and the music that I do, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to like learn from it and like. You know, you have to like go to the start of certain things yeah. to uh, to really understand. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, there's the artists today of today, contemporary artists. I love them. You know, mm-hmm. Miguel is like a really good, big favorite of mine. Um, Daniel Caesar, obviously, her, really, really awesome contemporary mm-hmm. artists. But I go back to the start, and that's where Prince was. But besides yeah. Prince, um, I really like Usher. You know, Usher's he's he's like the new childhood. he's the new king of R and B. You know. Um, and I know it's kind of controversial, but R. Kelly, like, mm. I know he's had some questionable, stuff. yeah. The personal stuff, I always take that away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is, what he did. But the music, mm-hmm. you cannot escape his catalog and yeah. his approach to writing, you know, um, songs for Michael Jackson, songs for, you know, I Believe I Can Fly Out. That stuff is mm-hmm. like classic nuclear bomb hits, you know. So, R. Kelly, um, who else? Uh, Babyface, obviously. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like those guys. Um, Jodeci, that 90s was like so p- pivotal to, like for me to like learn. Mm-hmm. And then like, I want to be like those dudes, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And I feel like I can really hear that in your songs too. Like that really big inspiration of R&B, like you mentioned. Because mm-hmm. when you at- when I was talking to you before, when I first met you, and then you mentioned that you made that music, and then I listened to your music, mm-hmm. I was like, this is definitely actually that vibe and you're like one of the few artists that actually kind of um mirrors the kind of music that they like Mm -hmm. because a lot of artists that i've met before will be like oh i like these artists but then the music that they make is like Mm -hmm. a complete different style which is not a bad thing it's just that i find it interesting that you're one of the few people that actually embodies that whole kind of character yeah 
And I think it's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. After we, I met you last time too, like listening into your music, like it really brought back the old style of yeah. music. And ah. that's what I like. I've been looking, honestly, like no judgment to any of the songs nowadays, yeah. but like it's nice and refreshing to hear mm-hmm. styles of music like before. So Cause, ah. cause, like, this, I this is the, the 90s R&B was what we grew up on. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I had like yeah. my older sister mm-hmm. or my two older sisters who were born like what, 1980. Five and 1993 and so mm-hmm. like yes. it's a lot of that music that i heard growing up yeah, yeah. i feel like hearing yours mm-hmm. was very refreshing yeah I, I agree and thank you for that um you know in this industry yeah there's always executives or somebody that says you know we want you to be the next you mm. know weekend and or the next justin timberlake or, or something and um i've always been anti that mm-hmm. um i think a lot of artists we, we we love who we love, you know, and we admire these people. I really love all those guys, mm-hmm. you know, um, but we can never be that. I can never be Usher or Breezy, you know, mm-hmm. there's just no way. But stripping it all back and just kind of going back to the basics, like I can be me, though. Yeah. Now, what does that mean? How can I be the best version of me mm-hmm. with each and every song, each and every project? Mm-hmm. Um, that's been kind of my goal. And, you know, I'm a 90s kid, too, so. I, I listened to it. My sisters would play all these cool songs and it just, it's part of my DNA. So why would I change that? You know, I mean, there's definitely great artists right now that are just like popping. I mm-hmm. love it. But for me, I just felt like I want to be as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. I know there's uh, a market for that, you know, and it's not even just a small niche. R&B has exploded with mm-hmm. all these amazing artists, including myself, uh, to do great 90s, early 2000s R&B. Do you, since you mentioned that that is something that I kind of hear commonly where it's like, oh, this person's the next Beyonce, mm-hmm. the next Usher. Do you, f- which honestly, that's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like the intent is good. Like they mean well, because obviously these artists are amazing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it kind of has the ability to kill someone's creativity because then they'll feel like they have to follow like a template. Yeah. And like you mentioned, you can't be someone else that's already existing, you know? Yes. The, and And I feel like, with new artists nowadays, it's so much harder to get your foot in the door because everyone expects you to sound like someone else. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel like when you started hearing that, when you entered this industry, do you f- did you feel like you wanted to stop music at any point? Um, at times. Mm-hmm. At, at times. Uh, because you're, you're always in, it seems like you're in constant competition yeah. with everybody else and you yeah. have to be the hottest, you got to look the the coolest you mm-hmm. got to do this um and when you're chasing trends you're always going to be behind it yeah um it's good to be knowledgeable of what's going on mm-hmm. but it's also greater to just know your self-worth mm-hmm. and and just believe in yourself i think that is really key no matter what because there's times when i've like sung my heart out mm-hmm. and when you sing your original stuff too yeah and people are just like ah you know they're gone. Yeah, they're, they they're just no nowhere mm-hmm. in, in the in the club. Um, but you keep it. You keep going. You know, and then after the shows, there there may be one or two people that come up to you that is totally unexpected, and says, "Look, I really listen to your vibe, and it's dope." You know, mm-hmm. keep going, and they just don't know it yet. They haven't caught up to you. You know. Now, if I sing covers, then everybody knows that. You know. And that's a way of like bringing the attention and mm-hmm. then you kind of slide your originals yeah. in. But I'm just a very, 
um, down to earth person and, and I really enjoy the music that I that I make, mm-hmm. you know, and I just want the people to feel it too. You yeah. know, and sometimes it lands and sometimes it doesn't, but we keep going. Yeah, I was like yeah. telling AJ like when we like every time we meet, I always tell her I'm like, you know, whether or not this podcast becomes a big, big thing or, or if there's like only little, two monthly it's, listeners. It's really like inspirational to hear you say that because you yeah. know it's never going to be perfect in anyone else's eyes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but as long as it's what you love and what you're doing is yes. what, you know, probably is the most important, whether it's podcasts, music, mm-hmm. videos, movies, TV shows, anything, you know. Absolutely. And yeah. then, I, like, earlier, too, we had a, another interview and then we had our own, like, solo episode, but we talked about how ultimately the only kind of enemy that you have at the end of the day is yourself. Mm-hmm. Because you can have all the supporters in the world or you can have no supporters, but it's kind of like up to you what you do with it because no one's going to make your decisions. No one's going to make your dream happen for you. Mm -hmm. You can you can you can use everyone as a stepping stone to kind of boost you up. But if you don't want it bad enough, you it's not going to happen. I agree. I agree. But um, since now moving since you mentioned that it was a passion or like a hobby first the music mm-hmm. what what does music mean to you now since it is obviously other than like a profession or a mm-hmm. hobby now music is the heartbeat it's, it's what it's keeps the, you going it's the heartbeat of life it's the the soundtrack of the world mm-hmm. honestly um doesn't matter what type of music it is you know people relate to whatever it is you mm-hmm. know? and uh it is life it is the bloodline mm-hmm. of everything um and I appreciate it more as you go along and you kind of just evolve. You know, we all evolve and uh, it's everything to me. Yeah. And I mean, going into more deeper of the music, was family ever in part of it? Or like, were they or like, like supportive the moment <laughs> you I mean, started? Like, me and AJ were talking about like, because I mean, for me, I am full Filipino. Okay. I was born and raised here. Um, you know, I'm very lucky. My mom was like, oh, do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kind of push for that. And like my whole mom's side was like that generation yeah. where they're like, oh, do what you want to do. We're here for you when you need it. But, you know, I for some people, it's very challenging in that sense. Mm-hmm. But has family ever yeah. been a part of that journey? It, it was it was. Gr- Interesting growing up, um, you know, because I'm mixed with Filipino, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you have all these different sides of, I see black people here, my yeah. cousins, white, and then Filipino. So um, I, I want to believe that they supported me the best way they could. I didn't have the traditional uh, momager in mm. the sense like, baby, we're going to push you out there. Yeah. None of that. My dad, he was very uh, different, too. I just had I just figured this is something that I want to do personally. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I just kind of went out there and you know, being a mixed kid, people come up to you and like, okay, we don't know, you know, people think I'm Puerto Rican or something. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not I'm none of that, you know. Yeah. Um, but being asked to like do cool stuff like in the industry or mm-hmm. model or whatever, and I was totally against that. I was like, there's no way. I don't think I look cool like that. But I like music, you know, mm-hmm. so music kind of stuck. And then as I got a little bit older, I was a little bit more open to doing like photo photo shoots and, and uh, you know, uh, modeling because it is a segue for yeah. exposure. Uh-huh. And that's what you want. And then since you mentioned being mixed and I remember our first encounter, yes. that was the conversation that I remember us having. Mm-hmm. Being someone who's of like different, I guess, races this is the best way we can really say it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like 
when you started getting into music was that kind of like a factor in your creative process or like how you wanted to be viewed by other people i believe um the opinions of others it just kind of made me feel like i don't know i don't really care mm-hmm. about this stuff but it's like no you're mixed you're gonna be the pretty boy i'm like i don't really care about any of yeah. that stuff um did it play a part in marketing? Yes, mm-hmm. because since um, for any mixed kid that's out there, especially when you're like black and white, white or, or Filipino, mm-hmm. you know, I have these cultures in me, and it's like we can market you to this part, mm-hmm. especially to the Filipino community, yeah. which has been, um, I love it. I love being um, mixed with the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a struggle at first because I didn't grow up Filipino. Yeah. I grew up from L.A. I'm a black kid, you know, light skinned dude, just, you know, five foot something. So we're in the five <laughs> yeah. club um, just trying to fit in. Like I was mm-hmm. trying to be black. I try to be white because, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like I have white cousins that didn't work out. And then and then a friend of mine's like, dude, you are Filipino or you're mixed with Filipino. You could blow up there, dude. You could mm-hmm. just be like the man over there. And uh, I was like, OK, you know, so word got out about this singer and um i found some management and they they kind of took me under um i had some songs recorded Mm -hmm. they sent them over to the philippines and um it kind of blew up (laughs) and enough for them to say who is this kid from la let's bring him out to to uh to the philippines Uh so going to the philippines and meeting all these famous filipinos it was a great experience i love it it's funny that you say that because I, f- I feel I can't really speak for other cultures, but yeah. Filipinos love to do this thing where it's like, even if you're like a 10th Filipino, yeah. the moment you say you're Filipino, you're like, hey, they, they're, they're Filipino. <laughs> like, I think it becomes yeah. this like kind of welcoming gesture that uh-huh. it doesn't matter how much Filipino you are. Yeah. You'll just be like, you'll just be welcomed no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like funny, but then also at the same time, nice and cool. They were cool. They didn't believe it, though. They, they, they did not believe because they were like oh me. you don't look yeah i'm like, like seriously guys like why would i <laughs> um but once i was like yeah my lola and i was talking about ponset and, uh-huh. and the food <laughs> then like okay um then they kind of I, I did a couple of tv shows and um you know was in Manila. um eat bulaga oh, I love oh. That one. <laughs> um, you've been to like the og og like yeah, tv shows. shows um there's a big place called the araneta araneta mm. coliseum, coliseum yeah I was there. I performed there. I opened up for the Pussycat Dolls um, with Nicole and all the girls. Um, so it was like really huge. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal. And it was popping. I was doing really like on the up. Uh-huh. Um, and then, um, but I didn't embrace the culture as much because mm-hmm. I'm a kid from L.A. I did. Yeah. I don't really eat Filipino food. Uh-huh. <laughs> and being a vegan, too, mm-hmm. that was pretty, pretty uh, interesting. So, um but I appreciate the, the, yeah. the experience. No, and, I get uh, that because I was yeah. born and raised here. And like, I feel like my mom's generation is one from yeah. the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every time I go visit there, I always feel like a stranger in a way where <laughs> my nieces and nephews are always like, oh, like, yeah. tita, like, right. like I'll, I'll do it for you. And then like, I never really get to embrace it uh-huh. as much. But the culture like, is just, I feel but like, it's like different. very different. I, like, it's, yeah. as long as you like put your foot in there, like, mm-hmm. it's like, as, like the people there are. Yeah. What's but it, it, it was yeah. it was an eye opener for me because I'm like, I felt like I have to prove to them like, look uh-huh. guys, like I'm part of you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you're gonna embrace me, but I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this out. I want to uh-huh. be part of the culture, and um, I don't speak much Tagalog either. Mm-hmm. But um, I know the second time I'm gonna go back to the Philippines, it'll be a better experience for me, 
even better because um, it's different now. There's so many more mixed kids like myself. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot different. Bruno's popping. Her is is like we're at the top of the charts for mixed Mm -hmm. people. So I feel um, honored to be a part of that clique and to go back. Since you've mentioned you've kind of, in in a sense, basically worked in both industries, like the entertainment industry in the Philippines and then here in the West, how different was that? for you or like do is the experience completely different like are their processes the same Mm. yeah it was different for me because i was just ignorant i didn't really know much except that filipinos we love to sing covers yeah and i was like i don't want to sing covers i want to sing my songs Uh and they're like well we need to you need to do this first you Mm -hmm. need to sing more covers so it was a struggle for me to understand that and to just kind of um not that I was disrespectful, but, you know, when your songs are playing on the radio mm-hmm. and you're like doing stuff with these a major uh, artists. Yeah. I was feeling myself a little bit and I, I could have been better, you know, mm-hmm. attitude wise. Um, but, yeah, I think this, the, the interesting thing now is Filipinos are more open to uh, original music. There's a lot, yeah. you know, like especially now. Yeah. Um, JR is like the guy over there, you know, and um so he's he's really about more of the original music too. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate that. Chris Lawrence and a lot of the others. They're like my, those two are like my OG Filipino R and B like idols. Yeah, yeah. So every time I hear their music, I'm just it's very nostalgic. Yeah. For when me. I went there, I met them, and I'm like this. They're like, "Do you know who that is?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, "That's so and so." And to see how like Jr. has this new 20 year uh, anniversary concert mm-hmm. that's out coming out and everything to see how they just blossom. It's it's really mm-hmm. nice. It was really really cool to see that and um you know i still have a place as well and yeah here i'm still here if given like the chance to work in the philippines again because you did you have kind of mentioned it earlier would you want to kind of work or kind of like do like tv shows again or kind of just like promote your music in Mm -hmm. the philippines again yeah we have plans to go back um next year Mm -hmm. and i'm actually doing some collaborations with some major artists and it's it's really cool you know i i feel much better i think um during covid is when i kind of got reintroduced into the philam community yeah because i was kind of like man they weren't feeling me i don't think i don't think it's gonna happen because i felt the love but then i didn't Mm -hmm. and then maybe it was just my own hang-ups because uh i just didn't know so when you open your heart and you're more humble Mm -hmm. which i feel like i'm practicing more and more you know i'm a chill dude but i just you know when you're when you're so set on one thing it's good, but then if you're not open to the other stuff, you, you you it's limited for the possibility that could come in, you know. And in this industry, I don't know what's going to happen um, to my career as far as like being accepted more in the mainstream area, the mm-hmm. UK, the Philippines, I mean Taiwan, Africa. I don't know. I'm, I'm more open to all of it now. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm more of a worldwide uh, artist. <laughs> Now, even though I'm in L.A. and I, I would love L.A. to like jump on board more. And I feel like yeah. you guys should wake up and, mm-hmm. and, and realize like this dude right here. I've been grinding for a while and I'm doing this great music, mm-hmm. you know, but you can't force people. Yeah. You can just be organic and just continue to let it grow and, and marinate. I had a quick question. Um, sure. This might be just a tad off topic, but I was just curious because I didn't get to really talk to you too much of, um, when we were at the Sound Debut event. But how did you get to know Track Life? Hmm, track life. I, I believe um, just through friends. And then, you know, Erwin, we were, uh, there was a Christmas thing that we we're doing last year. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I have this boop, this movement. 
and I think it'd be good for you to be a part of the community. I'm like, great, because I'm like, I love the community aspect about mm -hmm. other uh, independent artists that are in need or just want to just feel a part of something as a as a movement. Um, so we did the the Christmas event. Um, they filmed it. And it was a, an original Christmas song called mm -hmm. Christmas List that we did last year. And uh, that's how I met him. And I've been down with Track Life ever since. I got to meet you ladies. It's been it's been awesome. Is that the event with Mix? It was the Mix, mix event. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. I was like working it half of the time because at that time I was still like half an intern. Okay. So I was only doing like the hours that I could. All right. So, yeah, I was like the event itself was really great because then I was able to see like all these original like Christmas music yeah. from Filipino artists. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was just like, you know, Christmas Filipinos, Burmans, like it's it's like it's already hours. Christmas. I know, it's right? Christmas in my house. <laughs> September fourth, September first is already Christmas. I know. Exactly. It's uh, yeah. I, I was playing that earlier today. Like some, it's on my playlist already. So Christmas is dope. And then so, um, being with Track Life, it's like apart from like meeting Track Life, who are like some memorable people that you've worked with or that you've just simply met while like going on this like musical journey? Oh, and overall. Yeah, and overall. Um, let's see here. Um, I really appreciate, um, LL Cool J. <laughs> he was a really dope when I first met him, like just to see how he came from New York and mm -hmm. the hip hop aspect. Um, he's great. Um, Babyface, really, really like, these are legends. Like when you see them, you're like, yo, like, I can't believe it. You uh -huh. know? Um, I never met Prince. Uh, I I, re I regret that. I would love mm -hmm. to have met him. Um, who else? Um, I mean, there's a lot of people in my head as far as like I don't want to name drop or anything, but um, but yeah. And then Nicole, Nicole from the uh, just to see her and then and the girls and how they at that time they were just really the best R and B mm -hmm. girl band ever. And to see how the fans would just cry and respond to them, I'm like, yo, that's what I want. I want to, I want to experience more of that, you know. So they were very, very nice. We'll cut real quick. Can we cut? Everything? And then yours. You keep the audio going, right? Yeah. Keep the audio going. Can we reset the cameras? Because we, it's like a thirty-minute timer. Yeah. Oh, no worries. Yeah. No worries. We don't want to cut your video. Yeah. Okay. We have to <laughs> turn it off and turn it back on because yeah. it has a thirty-minute timer. So it's going to shut off randomly. Okay. Recording? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. And then so with all those like, with, after meeting, I guess like legendary people is mm -hmm. the best way we could say it. Th had that like inspired you more like after you met them to like, oh, I'm going to work harder to mm -hmm. kind of like be not so much be like them, but kind of just like get to my own like journey and kind of meet, meet my own mark yeah it's, it's 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 inspirational when you meet people that you admire that are cool mm -hmm. it's the opposite when you meet them and they're not <laughs> for whatever reason you know i mean just imagine this person that you've admired so yeah. much and then you meet them and they're just like Trash. a total jerk or not cool at all I'm like what you know um so you just got to decipher um mm -hmm. i mean it's it the fame and all that is it, it is what it is mm -hmm. um I, for me it's not the driving, driving point, the number one driving mm -hmm. point. I mean, of course, I would love to be, continue to be more famous, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I just want to be acknowledged for the work, the yeah. hard work. That's that's the number one thing. I don't care so much to be the celebrity. Um, there are perks that come with it. You know, I've been working so hard. So to be able to, like, 
get free merchandise and to be able to have access to do certain things and for people to like, hey, I know you. You're mm-hmm. Honoré. Honoré, yeah. you know, I love the purple and stuff. That's very gratifying, you mm-hmm. know, and because, you know, as artists, real artists, you know, we just we, we put our heart and souls in anything that we do, whether it's a painting, whether it's a script mm-hmm. um, or music. So. And then um, since you, I'm assuming, obviously, you write your own music. Yes. And then you also collaborate with other people. And since you've been doing this for a long time, do you still feel like it's hard for you to kind of make songs? Or do you feel like you have to outdo the last one that you just made or like rebrand yourself to kind of be more different? Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to say it's hard. I I just feel like you're you're continually evolving. Mm -hmm. I think we are. No matter if you're an artist or not, as a a person, as, Mm -hmm. as a human being, we're growing, you know, yeah. we're getting older, we're, we're evolving into different um, uh, aspects of our life. Um, but the marketing aspect comes into play when you are um, attempting to rebrand yourself and reinvent. And that's why I love Prince so much, because he always reinvented himself with mm-hmm. each and every album, new album. Mm-hmm. He wrote everything, he produced it. He had a different specific look for that particular album, which is mm-hmm. really, really dope. You know, um, us artists these days, we kind of look all the same. You know, we just wear supreme and you know all the cool stuff but um but individually just being your own person being Mm -hmm. your own vibe and you know when people see me they're like we don't know who you are but you look like an artist or you look something so it's like cool it's it's all authentic with, with my branding with my energy and my vibe you know i feel like artists have like a certain like air around them that even if you're not wearing flashy clothes or whatever, like people will know, or, like they'll feel it yeah. that you're like not just like a quote unquote regular person, <laughs> that like you're someone that actually has something yeah. that most people don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's also what I like appreciate, like when yeah. you're saying it's like the self acceptance portion yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Like you have to really love yourself for you to put out the music and the things that you love to do and reach like and reach your full potential yeah exactly and i know we were talking about it earlier but i uh, how is your journey as a music song singer songwriter producer with self-acceptance good question the the basis of my music is always love Mm -hmm. um you know once again that 90s r&b vibes in the early 2000s it was really about that you know mm-hmm. majority of those songs were off of a love experience and not to say they're not today it's just yeah. a little it's a little different um i do want to challenge myself mm-hmm. you know with with my current album purple, purple um it's all self-written and produced by myself except for one song which is uh dying for your love which is from snow allegra which is another contemporary art, uh, mm-hmm. r&b artist that i, I absolutely love um but yeah uh, for the new album, which I'm currently creating right now, you know, I'm like, what do I, what do I want to say? You know, what do I want my fans to take away from this new album? Mm-hmm. You know, Purple, they get it. You know, the vibes of whatever I brought to the table with that. Um, and just trying to challenge it, you know. And so I try my best to not listen to as much music um, right now because I don't want to confuse certain things. But, yeah. you know, um, Twyla, the water song that's like that, popping right yeah. now make me you know yeah it's dope you know but i'm like i want something like that i'm like no no Uh yeah let me try my best to like be as authentic as possible Mm -hmm. you know and if it happens the way it is i don't 
beat myself up over it because if it's dope and it, people resonate to it, yeah. then it's a success upon mm-hmm. creation. Um, but I definitely, for me, I want to challenge myself, you know, whether uh, with collaborations yeah. as well, you know, people that come to me and say, hey, Honoré, I want to collaborate with you. You know, first thing is the question is like, um, what are we talking about? You know, what's what's the song going to be about? You know, if it doesn't align with my movement, mm-hmm. I can't. I, I don't think I can do it. You know. Do you, since you kind of mentioned um, the Tyler song, the water song yeah. that's all over TikTok, yeah. do you feel like with like the rise of social media and like streaming platforms and everything, do you feel like pressure that you have to kind of make like a trendy song? Because I, I know some people who have been told that they have to make a trendy song mm-hmm. just so that um, they could be like the next artist. Yeah. Do you feel like there's that pressure on yourself? Um, I mean, it's out there. Um, I... I just do what I do. Um, of course, we want something that's going to emote an emotion throughout the community and mm-hmm. hopefully the world. Yeah. So if it is like a Twilight song, if it is Beyonce or something like that, great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just go in and I'm like, all right, what am I feeling today? You know, having a conversation about this awesome podcast. Yeah. If there's a song in my head or, you know, that could come mm-hmm. through. Uh, meeting, you know, amazing people from all walks of life. That Those are for me, is the inspiration to write. Um, and if it becomes a trend, great. Yeah. And then um, you mentioned Prince earlier. Yes. We wanted to kind of ask you, since you have, like, very um, top artists or, like, very classic and, like, well-respected artists as, like, your idols, mm-hmm. along, like, a few years from now or, like, in the future, how do you want people to kind of know you? Like, you and your music, like, what kind of legacy mm. would you want your career to have on people. I would want them to be like, yo, that dude was sexy. No, <laughs> no um, I would want them more than anything to know like this, this dude, he's a kid from LA, mm-hmm. you know, that was just chill. He was awesome. Like his music spoke to me. Um, I like the fact that it was authentic. Um, you know, I'm not going to ride, write about something that I got a Bugatti, you know, <laughs> Uh, may I write? I may write like I got a BMW because I have. That's you know. Yeah. I'm gonna write the stuff that's relevant in mm-hmm. my life. Uh, I'm gonna write stuff that's gonna speak to women mm-hmm. because I, I feel women are the best. You know, my love for 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 women it goes deep because I have five sisters. <laughs> so um, growing up with these ladies uh-huh. had helped me become more sensitive to that approach. Had I had five brothers, who knows? That could be the biggest, you know, something out there. So, you know, being able to speak to the to the to that community or to everybody too. You know, it's not always about oh R and B. You're just trying to be the sexy dudes for the yeah. ladies. Yes, but then there's what about the guys? You know, what about the other communities out there? I want to speak. You know, that's kind of universal. That's my goal. Well, yeah, I really appreciate you coming here today. But I think this is going to be the end of our episode for this one for this one but i really do like enjoy talking to you about like your past like you know it's inspirational to me because i mean for me not i'm not speaking for aj i'm not a singer songwriter (laughs) yeah you sure you know (laughs) i'm not a singer songwriter i do want to be no i really don't but you know i do appreciate like everyone's story like it's just everyone is so different where Mm -hmm. they get to where they are but Mm -hmm. to me learning about it makes me like inspired to even potentially try to do it or help someone like uh-huh. let's say my niece 
who wants to do it, like kind of be the guide to help them. Nice. Or like just getting to know you apart from like who you are as like as a musician, just getting to know you as a person because I feel like that's what people forget. Like music isn't just music. Mm-hmm. There's like a real human being behind it. There's someone Absolutely. who wants to share something that they just genuinely love and mm-hmm. I feel like people kind of forget that that middle person is a person, you know, and yeah. you're not just like a product. You're not just a thing that just puts out music whenever you want, whenever mm-hmm. the fans want. And yeah, I just appreciate you able to share us like who you are, mm-hmm. what you believe in. Thank you. We are real people and yeah. we have feelings, feelings. <laughs> you know, we, you know, come on guys. But you know, everybody, every artist is different, you know, um, I can only just speak for what moves me. Um, but yeah, being a part of this podcast is mm-hmm. very beneficial to me because people get to hear mm-hmm. the conversations and see hopefully get something out of it and and there's some substance to it too versus like hey i'm cute why don't you follow me on tiktok yeah. like there's so much more than that you know for me it's like the music the music's got to be right the music has to speak it has to create that vibration and so I'm very grateful to be a part of this podcast and we're in the five footer club. <laughs> I love that, you know. Um, but yeah, thank you for sharing your wisdom because um, as many of the people listening know, we're new to this industry as like prof- working professionals. So learning from someone who's been in it for a while, it definitely helps us kind of gauge our expectations, yes. but then also gauge how to go about certain things because we can really only depend on ourselves and then the people that we're learning from. So. Sure. Finding people who are authentic and um, honest and true is the best kind of, um, I guess, weapon that we have. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you for spending your mornings, noons, nights, late nights, or whatever time zone you're listening in to us today. And please do follow us on our socials at Short Asian Girls Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, X threads any other social media honestly also head on over to tracklife.music on instagram and also all every other platform to catch up with track life's projects and our podcast and would you like to plug in your socials yes right <clears throat> well yes follow me on instagram honorary music mm-hmm. h-o-n-o-r-e music um you can click the link there's like links to my album purple if you have streaming platforms mm-hmm. check that album out i i would really encourage you guys to if you really like good r&b music that's cool and sexy and honest and, honest and authentic and it's from from a dude from la you know yeah. check it out i think it's really great and speaking of streaming platforms, if you want to listen to this episode or any other episodes, head on over to YouTube and Spotify at Short Asian Girls Podcast. Yes, and don't forget to use the hashtag. Hashtag Shorties Moment. That's hashtag S-H-O-R-T-I-E-S moments to share your favorite moments from our podcast, whether it was today or previous or future, because you never know, you might end up on this podcast. And we will always obviously be seeing it as long as our guests. So please keep them nice. Yes. But yeah, this is your short Asian girl, AJ. And I'm your short Asian girl, Sarah Michelle. And this is our lovely guest. Honore. Signing off. Yes. But please also don't forget to live your life to the fullest because just like us, life is too short. Yes. See you in the next episode. <laughs>